0: If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things for iron and hard top, it's Kev Lewis Sandbox.
1: Welcome back to the Sandbox, everybody. We're here for our fantasy rankings and can't believe it's week 11, guys. But I'm going to jump right in with the quarterback position. And I hate having this guy in my top 10. I think this is going to be a good matchup, how the game is going to go. I have Matt Ryan at 10 at New Orleans. Nine, I have Brady versus the Rams. I think this game is going to be a very interesting one. I could see Tom Brady getting two or three passing touchdowns. I think they'll have some trouble running the ball in that one. But I don't see him getting a whole lot of yards. And we saw what the Jalen Ramsey effect was. I expect Mike Evans to get a little more frustrated with this matchup. Eight, I didn't want to put this guy in. I think this game is going to be very troublesome, but he's gone a lot of touchdowns recently that saved his performance, but I have Big Ben at Jacksonville. Kev, I know you're going to stop Big Ben throw. You're probably going to have him in your top five fantasy quarterbacks this week, but we see what that Jacksonville defense is doing to teams, and they're, they're kind of an underrated unit. I know I talked about Jacksonville being a horrible team, winless, but we saw that team already come out and be a different team than what I expected. Seven, this could be low. This could be crazy but I have Lamar Jackson at seven here and that Ravens team just hasn't been right and really want to see them get things going before I put them back in the top five and six I have Wentz at Cleveland it's going to be an ugly game and who's more perfect to put up in an ugly game than Carson Wentz
2: yes Steve we have somewhat of a similar rankings at the bottom this week at 10 I have Derek Carr I like the matchup versus Kansas City Uh, he, he played well versus them the first time I think their defense is a little susceptible and the Raiders have been hot and rolling and he's been very good this season. Nine, I have Big Ben versus the Jaguars. I do think he will be saved by some touchdowns, probably a turnover, but I I don't think they'll blow them out of the water as they have with a lot of teams, especially in Jacksonville. Eight, I have Matt Ryan. I, I like the matchup and no matter what, even if they get blown out, the guy seems to put up points, you know, 300 plus yards and at least a touchdown from Matty Ice. Seven, I have Rodgers this week. I know that might seem a little low. Still a top-tier guy. I think their running game is really going to be good this week versus the Colts. But I think overall they'll have a good performance. I just think there's a lot better matchups this week. Uh, and then at six, I have Lamar Jackson. I think Tennessee's tough. I think he'll do his thing. Had 300 total yards versus the Patriots with a touchdown in a pick. Still middle of the pack. Still not what we saw last season, but not enough to drop him out of my top ten.
0: Yeah, well, that transitioned into my list perfectly because Lamar Jackson actually did not make my top 10 this week. I know that's crazy, but I just don't like the matchup at all. At 10, I do have the quarterback on the other side, though, and that's Ryan Tannehill. I know that Baltimore defense is tough, but I just think – I just love that offense. I really do, and I don't think they're going to have a bad week two weeks in a row. At 9, I got Joe Burrow against Washington. I know that's probably a name a lot of people probably don't have in the top 10 this week. But, I mean, he slings it, and it's Washington. So I think it's going to be a battle, and I think they're going to put up points this week. At 8, I have Justin Herbert against the New York Jets. Anyone the Jets are playing, I'm going to have that quarterback in the top ten. Seven, I got Brady against the Rams. Again, tough matchup, but it is what it is. You know Brady's going to throw 30, 40-plus times. And like you said, it's going to be a tough game running, so they're definitely going to air it out and he's got his good receiver core, so no worries there. And then at six, I got Matty Ice against New Orleans. Like Lou said, win or lose, that guy's going to get your fantasy point.
1: Kev, Tannehill above Lamar Jackson, man. Yes, sir. Watch. Mark my words. And Justin Herbert outside of your top five. I'm surprised about that. Lou, I'm assuming that Justin Herbert's inside your top five with this matchup versus the Jets. But at Uncle Tony, you heard. Kev doesn't have Lamar Jackson, so when he runs all over the yard versus the Titans, make sure to let him. Oh, Tony's
0: going to kill me. I've been badgering the Ravens this year.
1: (laughs) But at five, guys, I have Joe Burrow, Kev. I know you were thinking that we weren't going to have him, but I actually like the matchup versus Washington, and I think Joe Burrow continues to take steps in the right direction as far as a franchise quarterback goes. Four, I have Herbert here versus the Jets. I really like his his offensive potential, what that team does, and I do expect the Chargers to win this game with the Jets on the road. Three, not crazy about this matchup, but I definitely think that this was a tough week to rank the quarterbacks. I don't do Thursday games, so I lost a lot of weapons there with the bye weeks included. I have Deshaun Watson at three versus New England. I think New England got lucky versus the Ravens, honestly. I'm predicting that the Texans are going to beat the Pats this week. Two, Lou, you're going to kill me with this one, but I still have Rodgers at Indy here. Like I said, it was really tough to put together this week. Not a huge fan of the matchup, but I still have to think that he gets a couple of passing touchdowns. My obvious number one, Patrick Mahomes at the Raiders. The Raiders beat them the first time, and I'm expecting Mahomes to want revenge this one. The Raiders will definitely keep it close.
2: Yes, Steve. I also have uh, Watson in my top five. He is my number five. I think that the reason they struggled last week versus Cleveland was... The pass rush. That's the best way to beat Hammond to counteract what he does. And the Pats pass rush is their weakness of all. So I do think he will uh, put up a good chunk of numbers this week. Four, I have Herbert versus the Jets. No explanation needed there. Three, I have Russ versus Arizona. I think that's going to be a very good game. I think they really need to win this one. So he's going to be on point. Two, I have Mahomes. And one, I have Kyler Murray. Because between the feet and throwing the football, he is just scorching hot.
0: Yeah, so at five, I got Rodgers. Four I got Russ. Three, I got Big Ben. I know you guys had him a little bit lower, but I'm riding with Big Ben this year, baby. Two, I got Mahomes, and then one I got Kyler Murray against that horrible Seattle defense.
1: Guys, we're gonna move to the running backs. And Lou at fifteen, I'm actually starting it off with a Colt, and it's not not my guy Taylor. It's Naheem Hines and you know he's been involved. He's been involved often and all us Jonathan Taylor fans, all us Jonathan Taylor fantasy owners. Uh, Really not a fan of Naheem Hines right now. But as far as my fantasy rankings go, I have to have him at 15. Sees the ball often as far as the passing game goes and runs it on first and second down. Um, And he does it successfully. 14, I have Gurley. 13, I have Davis. 12, I have Gibson. Uh, I think Gibson is going to continue to be, you know, a a very dynamic back, especially with Alex Smith, that quarterback. You know, a lot of dink and dunk. Him and McKissick, I think, will be – very good options. Um, and 13, guys, is Mike Davis, in case anyone was wondering who's Davis. Not expecting Christian McCaffrey back. And 11, I have C.E.H. Quiet Edwards-Hilaire. I think he's going to continue to be along that 80 rushing yards a game. But I definitely think the touchdowns are going to be harder to get for him.
2: First time this guy makes my list, I have Damian Harris at 15. I believe the Pats are undefeated or only have one loss when they rush for uh, 30 or more attempts. So I think they figured out the formula. Put the ball on the ground, do it consistently, and they will be successful in football games. 14, I have Gurley. I like the matchup this week. 13, I have Clyde O'Donoghue. I think Kansas City's figured out. Mahomes is better off when he's throwing the ball 30 times and not 40-something. So we'll definitely see him be the bell cow of that backfield, even with Le'Veon Bell there. Hasn't really made a difference for him. 12, I have Zeke. It's really tough with that beat-up offense to to put him any higher. And uh, at 11, I have James Conner. Like Steve said, Jacksonville's defense is sneaky good, man. And, and I think it's going to be a lot through the air for the Steelers.
0: Yeah, so at 14, I got Melvin Gordon against Miami. Again, I know tough matchup, but I think he's going to get volume this week. At 14, I got Rojo. I know we talked about the struggles that the Bucks might have running, but I think he's just too good to leave out of the top 15. At 13, I got Balich from the Los Angeles Chargers. I know a name. A lot of people probably aren't throwing in there, but he's had a good couple of weeks, and, again, it's the Jets, so going to have another big game. At 12, I got J-Rob against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tough matchup, but just off volume alone, he's going to get a ton of touches. And at 11, I got my Pat, Damian Harris. Uh, again, like the matchup, and like Lou said, I think they really found the formula to that run offense, and he's really the main partner right now. So,
1: Kev, going to help you out a little bit. Belage. Belage,
0: I wasn't sure. I didn't want to pronounce it wrong, but I knew I probably was.
1: (laughs) Nah, no worries. At ten guys, I have Kareem Hunt here, and I know it's very hard with two very good running backs. With the Browns go, but you know, I think Hunt's going to continue to stay involved as far as the passing game goes, and I think he'll still see around seven to eight rushes a game and fifteen total touches. I feel like that's that's enough for him to put some work in. Nine, I have Zeke here. Lou, it really was hard to put Zeke at nine, but I still have to think that the Cowboys at at some point in time will look better than they recently have. Um, And that's just me being optimistic because they've looked really bad so far. That offensive line is banged up. Zeke's fumbled more than he probably got in the end zone this year. So just a big mess there. Eight, I have Miles Sanders, and every single time, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the matchup, and it's going to be a messy game. He seems to have a big game. So every single time people count out Sanders, I feel like he really puts up. Seven, I have Derrick Henry. I think the Ravens are going to make sure that they try and stop the run and just have Tannehill beat them. So, Kev, I know you got Tannehill in your quarterback rankings there, but I think Henry's going to have a tough day. And six, I got Aaron Jones. I haven't seen a lot from Aaron Jones since he came back from injury. I think they're working him back slow. That Indy defense is good. I had to have Rodgers high in my, my quarterback rankings but definitely going to take a hit on Jones here.
2: So with 10, I have James Robinson. I mean, no matter win, lose, ugly, pretty, he's the number one guy in Jacksonville, whether it's through the air or catching the football. I love the volume that he gets, especially in PPI leagues. I think he's a great option. Nine, I have Mike Davis. If Teddy Bridgewater doesn't play and P.J. Walker is going to start or Will Greer, whoever it is, I think Mike Davis is just going to be fed the ball, and we've seen that he can produce when CMC is not there. So love that, especially because the volume. Eight, I have Nick Chubb. I think he's clearly the best running back on that team. And even if they do split, we know Cleveland goes as far as their running back. So it's very possible him and Chubb, uh, him and Hunt, go for 100 yards each again. At seven, I have DeAndre Swift. I mean, the guy's a bull. And as he goes, Detroit goes. And he's looking to make a real good case for our rookie of the year. And he's only been getting better week by week. Six, I have Josh Jacobs versus Kansas City. Uh, He's been kind of hit or miss this season. But when he's on... He is really on. Even if Booker is getting a a solid amount of touches, I still think Josh Jacobs produces.
0: Yeah, so I got DeAndre Swift at 10 against Carolina. Um, I've been signing him in fantasy for probably the whole second half of the season, and it's really paid off. Full-point PPR, so he's going to have another good week against Carolina. Nine, I got Miles Sanders. Eight, I got Josh Jacobs. Seven, Aaron Jones against that tough Indy defense. I I didn't think I'd ever have Jones on my top five this season, honestly, but here we are. And then at six, I got Todd Gurley against the Saints.
1: Yeah, guys, at five, Lou, I know you mentioned Swift, Kev. I think you just mentioned Swift, too. And I have him here. I think his volume is just going to continue to go up as the season progresses. And we see how different that Lions offense is when he's, you know, demanding the ball. Four, I have Jacobs here. I think that Kansas City defense will play very good against him, but hoping he could still sneak in the end zone. Three, I have Nick Chubb. I mean, if he's healthy and didn't take all the hits over those past couple of weeks, I'm expecting the Browns to let him loose. He's probably their best healthy weapon right now. Two and one can go either way. I'm putting Dalvin at one all day, though, just the way he's played this year. And I have Kamara at two. Really interesting, though. I, I feel like we haven't seen the rushing success we'd really want to see from Kamara. I mean, he's clearly an elite running back, but, you know, I, I feel like he's the most dangerous when he's catching the ball rather than running the ball. And to this point in his career, he hasn't topped a thousand rushing yards.
2: Honestly, the, the top five this week was really tough, dude. It was tough for me to kind of delegate between all these guys, but at five, I have Aaron Jones. I think he's going to be a huge factor in the past game, even with these good run defense. And, and he's just getting back acclimated to the green Bay offense. I don't like how much Jamal Williams has been out there, but I think that'll die down as Aaron Jones Gets eyes footing back underneath them. At four, I have Derrick Henry. Uh, we saw the Pats run on Baltimore. So I think Derrick Henry should be able to do the same. Uh, and he really gave them fits in that playoff game last year. So I think he's in for a good week. Three, I have Miles Sanders. I mean, who else on Philly is going to do it if he doesn't, man? I don't like the Browns defense a ton outside of the pass rush. And Philly does have to throw the ball. And I expect him to catch a ton of passes, especially when Wentz is facing pressure. Two, I have Dalvin Cook, and one, I have Kamara. With no breeze, they're going to look for a lot of safe plays, a lot of screens, and he is just a bull in open space.
0: Five, I got James Conner uh, against the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's my guy. Again, been riding him out of fantasy, and it's paid off, so can't go wrong, there. Four, I got Derrick Henry against Baltimore. Three, I a guy you guys had a little bit lower, but I get Zeke against Minnesota. I think off sheer volume, he's going to have 100-plus yards, and I think he's going to find the end zone at least once this Sunday. So definitely definitely play Zeke this week. And then at 2-1, and one, I got Kamara at 2, and then Dalvin Cook at 1. He's going to absolutely chew that Dallas defense alive.
1: Yeah, Kev, okay, that's definitely what I'm saying there. But let's go to the wide receivers. And at 15, I have Robert Woods, and the reason why I have Robert Woods is – not a crazy fan of the matchup, but Cooper Cup, I think, is playing really hurt, and he's definitely not himself. So I think Goff is going to start to favor throwing the deep ball a little bit more to Woods. 14, I have Deontay Johnson. I feel like he's the most consistent fantasy receiver on this offense. I feel like Quay Poole is pretty much touchdown dependent. I know he gets a lot of targets, um, but there are also a lot of drops in in those targets, too. Uh, so I have to keep that in mind. 13, I got Tyler Boyd, and he's an absolute volume machine in a half-point, full-point PPR killer. 12, I have Marvin Jones Jr. Not sure if Kenny Galladay is going to be back to this point, but I still expect Stafford to feed him. And 11, I have Justin Jefferson. Guys, I think Justin Jefferson has solidified himself as a consistent top 15 wide receiver as far as his targets and volume share is gone. He's really looking like, you know, there can be some competition for the wide receiver one in Minnesota.
2: Steve, I have a lot of up hairs this week in my list, probably the most I've had all season. Uh, to start it off, I have Tyler Lockett at 15 versus Arizona. They're going to need everybody to contribute, and I think their offense is in for a big outburst this week, especially considering how bad they were last week. 14, I have Cooper Cup. 13, I have Robbie Anderson. Uh, Steve, 12, I have Justin Jefferson. I mean, he might be the number one in Minnesota right now. I don't know about forgetting in the end zone, but for pure yardage and for big plays, he is the guy. Uh, In 11, I have Juju Smith-Schuster. I think he's been pretty good this year, and we really do like Big Ben in that offense this week.
0: Yeah, so with my 15, a guy who I didn't hear in in your guys is 15 to 11, so I'm assuming you don't have him because I doubt he's in your top 10. And that's Travis Fogum for the Philadelphia Eagles. I think he's starting to become Wentz's favorite target, and I think, you know, they're going to have to air the ball out, and he's going to have a ton of receptions against Cleveland. We know how up and down they can be. At 14, I got Jarvis Landry. So, on the other side of the football, Jarvis Landry. At 13, I got Mike Evans. I know we talked about the tough matchup, but I do still think he's going to get his touches, and I think he has another touchdown this week. At 12, I got Tyler Boyd. and At 11, I got A.J. Brown against the Baltimore Ravens.
1: Kev, A.J. Brown was definitely a tough one for me. I wanted to have him in here, but I have to think, you know, outside of stopping the run, that's definitely a focal point. For, for the Ravens as well, is stopping him in their big plays. But at, at 10, I have Adam Dillon here. And, Lou, like you said, you know, the red zone is just his thing. You know, he finds ways to get in the end zone. And that one-handed touchdown grab was pretty – Kev, didn't you say that touchdown he got last week dagged you?
0: No, I ended up winning anyway because Dalvin Cook's a savage.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, there you go. Dalvin Cook winning a lot of fantasy weeks. Um Nine, this is definitely someone that's arguable – to not have in the top 10. But I just think off, off of his consistent success, he has to have a spot in here. And that's Will Fuller. I know Stefan Gilmore might be following him around. J.C. Jackson's played a lot of good ball. But I think the Houston Texans are going to score. Either have Robbie Anderson. I know D.J. Moore was the wide receiver that went off last week. I think a lot of teams sometimes focus on Anderson, but I think him and Moore are just going to keep on switching off games, taking their turn, having the big day. Seven, I have Calvin Ridley expecting a lot of points scored, even with no breeze in that Falcons-Saints game. I think Ridley and Julio are going to have a big game, and I'll get to Julio in my top five. But at six, I have Terry McLaurin. Guys, I have really high expectations for Terry McLaurin going throughout the rest of the season and going into next year as far as a fantasy wide receiver goes. I think once that team gets the quarterback situation a little more consistent and acclimated, that offense gets a little deeper, he's really going to be a top threat in the league.
2: Yeah, Steven. And I just had Juju at 11. So at 10, I have Chase Claypool. Uh, The dude gets in the end zone. He's a physical freak. Uh, And I really do like this matchup this week, even though I I think the Jacksonville Jaguars will put up a fight. Nine, I have Thielen. Like you said, he's just a red zone machine. Eight, I have Michael Thomas. I mean, without Breeze, who knows? I think Jameis Winston will air it out a little more if they do have Jameis in there instead of Taysom Hill. Take a couple more chances downfield, which does favor Mike Thomas, but still got to see it before I put him back in that, in that top tier. seven, I have Terry McLaurin. I love the guy, and I think Alex Smith is the best thing that's happened to him, man. A good, consistent veteran who knows how to get the ball to open targets. We saw at the end of that game last week that he was the go-to guy uh, in crunch time. And then at six, I have Keenan Allen. I think he should absolutely embarrass the Jets.
0: 10. I actually have two names uh, and it depends on one of them plays and that's Galladay and Jones Jr. So if Galladay plays, I have him in the 10 spot, but if not, I got Jones there. Uh, And then at nine, I got DJ Moore. At eight, I got Claypool. At seven, I got DK. And then at six, like Lou, I got my guy Keenan Allen, another one of my fantasy guys, playing the Jets.
1: Absolutely love the matchup. I definitely wish I could have had my Thursday guys in here. Those guys are definitely going to put up some points. But at five, I have Michael Thomas, another wide receiver I think is going to put up points. I just talked about how I think the NFC South matchup is going to be a shootout. At four, I have Keenan Allen. So, I, Lou, I thought you were going to have Keenan Allen in your top five, um, but I, I'm sure you you have your reasons for having him just outside. Not that that's a bad spot. Anyway, three, I have Julio. Two, I have Tyreek Hill. Guys, I think Tyreek Hill going to have a big game. And one, I still have to have Devontae Adams. Hey, I'm not a huge fan of the matchup, and I'm pretty confident that Devontae Adams will get that bracket coverage throughout the game from Indy. But just based off of his red zone potential alone and and the ability to be a difference maker for his team, I have to have him at one still.
2: This week, dude, I get DK at five. I think he bounces back. I think it's going to be a shootout. I don't know if Patrick Peterson can contain him for the whole game. It'll be interesting to see what they do there. Hef Julio, I think he's going to get at least 100 yards like he always does. Probably eight or nine catches. Great for PPR. But the end zone is going to be the real big question mark this week. Three, I have Tyree Kill. I mean, he, he just plays well every week, and, and he's just the go-to guy for the Chiefs, uh, especially if people give Kelsey some fits. Two, I have DeAndre Hopkins, and one, I have Devontae Adams. I mean, the, the guy's just a touchdown machine.
0: So at five, I got Adam Thielen against the Dallas Cowboys. Love the matchup, and he had a good week this week against a very good defense, so I expect him to carry that momentum into next week. At four, I got Devontae Adams, so I'm giving the shoe a little respect here, right? That defense, I'm giving them a little respect. Devontae Adams at four this week, going to be a tough, tougher matchup. At three, I got Tyreek Hill. At two, I got Julio coming off the bye. I just think that Falcons offense is going to put up a ton of points. Drew Brees, obviously, is not healthy, so I don't know how much field time that New Orleans offense is gonna be able to generate. So I think the Falcons will have the ball a lot of the time and they're gonna put up a ton of points. And then one I got D Hop against Seattle. I mean it's a no brainer. Horrible defense, best receiver in the league. That just equals for a good fantasy matchup for D Hop owners.
1: You would honestly think that each and every week D Hop is definitely in favor of having a good fantasy week. But guys, let's move to the tight ends. And there were a lot of good tight end matchups this week. At five I have Hunter Henry and Last week he snuck in the end zone, and that wasn't a great matchup for him, but I'm hoping with the end of the season there that they kind of target him a little bit more. The Jets are horrible at covering the tight end, so I think he could have a day. Four, I have TJ Hawkinson, and just going to depend on the amount of volume he gets, if Galladay's in the in the lineup or not, but Hawkinson's been good. He's been consistent so far. Three, I have Mark Andrews. want to see him play a little bit better. Two, I have Darren Waller, and one, I have Kelsey. Guys, Waller and Kelsey probably have the chance to combine for 300 total yards with just those two guys on Sunday. Yes,
2: Stephen. We pretty much have the same list, just in a different order. Uh, five, I have Hawkinson. Four, I have Andrew. Three, I have Henry. Two, I have Waller. And one, I have Kelsey. I mean, he he's just he's playing better than most receivers right now.
0: Yeah, so I have a couple different names in, in my uh, tight ends this week. And at five, I got Hayden Hurst. Like I said, I love that Falcons offense this week coming off a bye. I think this is going to be – a week where the Falcons are going to put up, you know, four or five offensive touchdowns. So definitely see a possibility for a big week for Hayden Hurst. At four, I got Mock Andrews against Tennessee. It's the only Baltimore Raven that made any of my rankings this week. So always going to be consistent with Andrews at three. I have a guy who I know you guys aren't big fans of, but again, I love this offense this year. Another one of my fantasy guys, and a guy who's been pretty consistent for me in fantasy, and that's Eric Ebron against Jacksonville. I think he's going to find the end zone. Drew Brees has really been looking at him in the red zone a ton the past few weeks, so I think he's definitely going to get a touchdown. And then at two, I got Waller, and then at one, I got Travis Kelsey, obviously.
1: So after those tight ends, guys, we have to talk about defenses. can only imagine what's going to happen with Kev's list here. But at five, I have Philly. Four, I have Cleveland. So, those two defenses from the same game. Three, I have Kansas City. Two, I have Minnesota, a surprising defense. Got to love the matchup there. And one, I have Miami, guys. Miami and Arizona, two underrated defenses I think you can trust and look forward to for the fantasy playoff push. Yes,
2: yeah, Steve, so I also have the Browns. I have mid-five. Uh, great pass rush. Carson Wentz is due for a turnover a game without being pressured. So, add that in. I think they have at least two, three sacks plus a turnover. Four, I have the Chargers versus the Jets. Uh, Minnesota is my three versus Dallas. I have the Dolphins in two, and I have the Steelers at one. Their defense is just playing lights out.
0: Yeah, so I got Tennessee against Baltimore at five, and I don't think that Titans defense will ever be out of my top five. At four, I got the Vikings against Dallas. Just a horrible uh, offense on the Dallas side. Love the matchup for that Minnesota defense. At three, I got Miami against Denver. At two, I got the Chargers against the Jets. Again, just love the matchup, and that Jets offense is god-awful. At one, I got the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're probably going to be one for the rest of the season for me.
1: Ooh. We'll see, Kev. We'll see. Looks like you already owe a pizza for for that Chargers-Rams bet, so see what else you can add to your tab. But, guys, that's going to wrap things up for our Week 11 Fantasy Rankings. Always fun joining back in the sandbox, tuning into all things fantasy. Uh, But a quick update for all things since the sandbox with our can-good drive. Guys, we are now at a total of 641 cans with more commitments for this weekend. We still have a couple hundred dollars to go and spend on cans. Uh, Really hoping to get close to that 1,000-can mark. Crazy that this is where we are after a 300-can goal. So just the difference that we're making. But make sure to tune into all things since the sandbox. You guys had a lot coming for you this week. Got a lot coming next week with Thanksgiving coming up. That's going to wrap things up, guys. Peace out.